Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. God. We're going this morning to a very familiar psalm that most of you could probably quote. But I want to direct you to Psalm chapter 23. The 23rd Psalm as it is known. I want to invite you that as we read that we would all read aloud Amen from this familiar psalm. Hallelujah. Let's go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'd like to point your attention today to verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of my enemies. That's my title today. That's my text today. In the presence of my enemies. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you for your word. I pray, God, for your anointing to fall upon the Lord Jesus. My heart and my life, let this vessel, Lord, please you. Let me please you, God, in serving my gift. Let me please you, Lord Jesus, in what I say. God, bless your people and feed your sheep. We're going to give you praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You can be seated in the presence of my enemies. This glorious golden song has comforted untold millions of people down through time. It is profound, but can be read in just simply a few seconds. The psalm reveals the unique and special relationship between God and his people. It shows for us the frailty of man and the blessing of divine intervention. We totally and completely and helplessly are dependent upon help from the Lord today. I realize that I'm looking at some very independent people. I realize that I'm looking at people that are capable, gifted, talented, and you make your way in life. But I want to tell you underneath all of that, we are dependent totally upon the Lord. Because the fact is we lack. We lack some things. That's why he must be my shepherd provider. The fact is we suffer. We suffer. So he is my shepherd sustainer. We get depleted. 
and we know him as the shepherd restorer. We face deep and dark trials, and he becomes our shepherd comforter. We encounter great attacks from the enemy, and he becomes our shepherd of peace. We feel as if we are alone at times, but he's the one that said that he would be with us all the days of our lives. Amen. When we look at this psalm, we find that the message is very clear. God said he would be with us in every phase, in every step, in every need, in every circumstance. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. You are with me. The Lord is with me. Say that with me. The Lord is with me. With the anointed skill of a poet and a prophet, David had both the experience of a shepherd and began to write about the main character of this psalm. For the protagonist, the leading figure of this psalm is immediately established. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, the supreme character, the central figure will supply all my needs. He will make me rest in the right place. He will restore my soul when it is broken. He will lead me in the right direction when I'm lost. He will be with me during the horrors of death. Amen. When I go through dark times, I don't have to be afraid for the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. David answers all the questions that are plaguing him with that statement, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ told us in John chapter 10 and verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaving the sheep and fleeth the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. What Jesus is saying, when the wolf shows up, I don't run. When the enemy shows up, I don't run. Amen. When fear shows up, I don't run. When death shows up, I don't run. When depression shows up, I don't run. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Quite frankly, Especially in our country, we have it good. Quite frankly, we're spoiled. We're blessed. We've got more than enough clothes, more than enough food, more than enough stuff. Amen. We, we are blessed beyond measure to the point that sometimes we relegate our shepherd to the Easter bunny and a Santa Claus and a tooth fairy that rolls along in our life to give us something uh, uh, when we need it. But I want to tell you, I shall not want uh, is not an unconditional blank check to fulfill every selfish, every petty notion in our life, uh, but rather whatever our need is, whatever our circumstance is, I shall not want is a positive statement of contentment because I can trust in the provision of my shepherd. I can trust in the supply of my shepherd. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Quit looking at the world for your answer. Quit looking for flesh to be your answer. Quit looking for people to be your need supplier I shall not want 
Our happiness is not based then on materialism, but rather the provision of the shepherd. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I don't have to be in the need of supply. Amen. If I need rest, he makes me lead that, lie down in green pastures. If I need refreshment, he leads me beside the still waters. If I need restoration, he restores my soul. If I need counsel, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. If I want a, a, a companionship, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with you with me if I need comfort he said my rod and my staff is going to comfort you if I need protection he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies if I need power he anoints my head with oil if I want satisfaction my cup runneth over amen I shall not want anything here because goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life somebody ought to turn around this morning and realize the goodness of the Lord has got your back. The mercy of God has got your back. Somebody needs to turn around today and say, I can make it because the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want anything here because surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I don't need anything hereafter because I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said in John 15, he told us, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. The Lord is my shepherd. Bishop Walls has a tremendous study on Psalm 23 and a powerful book and you need to go get it on Amazon. Go order it on Amazon today. Download it, order it, bring it in. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. That's a commercial that you need to follow. Here's something that he says in his study. He said, this psalm contains only six verses, 118 words. The entire psalm could be read in 30 seconds, yet it presents to us a full scope of our Christian life, experiences in time and eternity. A grasp of the scope can it be appreciated when we consider six words. Possession. Possession of God as our shepherd. Verse 1. Position. Position assuring spiritual sustenance through the shepherd's tender guidance verse 2 promise assuring ultimate victory and fruitfulness in time and eternity for the child of God verse 3 progress even though it leads through the valley of the shadow of death verse 4 provision through God's table anointing and overflowing cup even in the midst of our enemies prospect of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever amen I want to tell you today that this psalm capsulizes life's ups and downs ins and outs when you have it and when you don't hallelujah the Lord is my shepherd I want to just focus for a few minutes on verse 5 thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies the Lord is not only our provider he is our protector. He is the God who is sustainer, but he's also the ultimate victor. 
He goes before us into battle. When David was going into war, he asked the Lord, what should I do? And the Lord said, when you hear the going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you are to bestir yourself, amen, and follow that because the Lord goes before you. The Lord goes before you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. He is before me. Mercy and goodness is behind me. We find that uh, the, the fear of the Lord came upon the nations of the earth and the countries round about when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. Can I tell you, every empt of hell that you face, every battle that you face, every war that you face, their knees begin to knock when they begin to consider the God of glory. There is no match. There is no equal opposite. Amen. There is not a devil in hell, not even Satan himself, who by the finger of God was kicked out of heaven. Amen. Who can match the power of our great God. And it's time to realize that every depressive thought that comes your way, every tormented thought that comes your way, every time the devil attacks you in your body and in your mind, I want to tell you, behind that always is a thought of that spirit that's instigating it. Oh, but what if they believe God? Oh, what if they really believe God that I'm out of here? We must be able to realize that the devil's more fearful of you and God than I ought to be of the devil. Our shepherd, Jesus Christ, overcame the world. He said, I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. Paul caught a glimpse of this understanding when he wrote that famous uh, uh, bunch of words and verses where it says, Who shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Amen. Who's going to separate you? I didn't know that a, a famine and, a, and, and, a, and a, a distress and all this could be a hue, but I believe that there are spirits behind all of this. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Why? Because he said, I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Notice the psalmist said, thou preparest a table before me. I don't set it up. I don't put all the arrangements on. I don't provide whatever goes on that table. The Lord is my preparer. The Lord is the place setter. The Lord is the meal supplier. The Lord is saying, listen, I'm going to provide for you something to eat and your enemy is going to watch you while you eat. I'm going to provide for you and prepare for you, amen, blessings and provisions. I'm going to give you anointings and grace to go through it. I'm going to give you power to overcome it, and I want you to eat. And while you eat, the enemy is going to watch. Hallelujah. It's time for somebody to say, fear, watch me while I eat. Depression, watch me while I eat. Amen. Discouragement, watch me while I eat. How? Somebody say hallelujah. It's time to let the Lord be the dinner coordinator. Let him spread 
the table in the face of the enemy. Paul said, where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Anybody ever seen sin abound around you? You need to look a little closer because somewhere you need to pull your feet up under the table of grace. Hallelujah. The, the word table here in the Hebrew originally was a leather mat that a shepherd would spread on the ground. It speaks of the way the shepherd clears out the ground all poisonous plants out of the field. Then he watches alertly for the dangers of the enemy. For if a lamb was in trouble or a sheep was in trouble, a sheep was in need, he would put that, that table out on the ground and then he would put, put that lamb on or that animal, that sheep on that table, that mat and according to what I've read, the shepherd then would take his staff on one side, his rod on another side, and another piece of his instrument, a bag or something, and then he would lay down so that all four sides of that table was protected by the scent of the shepherd, by the presence of the shepherd, and so that that sheep did not have to worry about a wolf the sheep did not have to worry about another bully sheep coming and getting him because the, the, the shepherd prepared a table, amen, for the watchful eye of the ravenous beast that is looking over there afar off and thinking, I'm going to get that injured one. I'm going to get that wounded one. No, the shepherd said, I'm going to prepare a table before you. Now, I don't understand that concept, but I do understand that concept. I do understand understand putting my feet under the table and begin to eat me some steak and potatoes and some and some gravy and I, I do understand pulling my feet under the table hallelujah it's time to get an image in your mind is that God is your provider even in the presence of your enemies This is why you can come to church and raise your hand when things are bad. Excuse me, I'm just eating. That's why you can come to church and you can be down and out to, and say, Amen, preacher. Yes, that's right. And you're not feeling an ounce of it. Why? Because the Lord said, I'll provide for you a table while your enemy's watching. Just watch me shout, devil. You're not going to steal that. Just watch me say hallelujah in my car. You're not going to rob me of that. Just watch me as I say, thank you, Jesus, when everything's falling apart because I know that my shepherd is going to provide a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Now he's talking about the Lord, the Lord Jehovah here. He does not say God is my shepherd. It's very important that sometimes we dig a little deeper. He doesn't say God is my shepherd, but he says the Lord. He doesn't say Elohim, creator, is my shepherd. He says the Lord Jehovah is my shepherd. There are many Elohims, but only one Jehovah. 
There are many that are called gods, but only one that is Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, only one. Only one. Only one. Now, you can depend upon the things of this world. You can depend upon the God called money. But sometimes money can't be your shepherd. You can try to depend on the money called government, but government's not your shepherd. Amen. You can try to depend on the, on the idol called knowledge. Amen. But sometimes you don't know enough how to get through. But what you've got to get a hold of is that the Lord is the table prepare. He is my shepherd. And as Lord Jehovah, he's relationship builder. Amen. While Elohim is God as creator of all things, Jehovah is the God in covenant relationship with his people. Jehovah means the eternal, immutable one, the one who was and is and is to come. Amen. It is no accident that David used the title Jehovah to describe his shepherd. Hallelujah. But there is only one Jehovah. Here's where the rubber meets the road sometimes, though. You say, Pastor, this all sounds great. I like it. I'll say amen to it, but I'm not experiencing this. I'm experiencing lack. I'm experiencing lack. I'm, I, I, there are things that I, I'm just depleted. I just have this. Well, can I tell you? It's time to check your relationship with the shepherd because it's based on relationship. You stop praying, withdrawing yourself from the shepherd. Running here, running there, trying everything else. It's time to stop, go back to prayer, and say, let me build a relationship with my shepherd again. I want him to know my voice, and I want to know his voice. Hallelujah. I want to hear him. I know that's very rudimentary, but it is very essential that you and I understand that shepherd relationship has got to be maintained. It's time for you to say, Lord, you're my supplier. Lord, you're my caretaker. Lord, everything I need, you're my source. David himself, a shepherd, knew firsthand that the welfare of the sheep depended upon the character and the ability of the shepherd. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I give my life for you. Hallelujah. He is my Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Hallelujah. Stop looking at the world. Stop looking at, at all these other things and thinking, oh, what I'm going to do. I've come to tell you, the Lord said, he prepared a table before me. Ah, he prepared. The word prepared here means to organize and thoroughly plan and purpose. God's planning for you a victory meal. God is planning for you a victory protection. God is planning for you the word prepares. Amen. Here is value added. It's not paper plates and plastic uh, uh, ware. It's not just a, uh, any old cup. Uh, but I see the Lord getting the finest thing out ready for you. He's not preparing for you just some kind of quick drive through McDonald's get you by. But it's a meal like Elijah ate. Uh, and he went in the strength of that meal for 40 days. Uh, can somebody say, I come to church today to eat. Uh, I come to be in his presence to eat. Uh, hallelujah. Quit letting hot. 
Hollywood. Be your sustainer. Let that show you got to watch. Be your sustainer. Amen. You'll not live on that. You'll not be able to survive the enemy on that. But let the Lord provide for you a table in the presence of your enemies. People say, well, if I live for God, I never have fun. I don't know who you're watching, and I don't know who you're looking at. They may look like a Missouri mule eating briar over a 10-rail fence. That's a Fred Gill statement. Or another one was like they've been baptized in pickle juice. You may look like that. But you don't have to, you don't have to be like that. Hallelujah. I just, you know, know, if you're around somebody that all their life living for God is a sad drudgery, you live with somebody that's just walking down a wrong road. Because I got a scripture for you. 2 Peter 1 and 3. 2 Peter 1 and 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things, all things, all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. God will provide a table that you need to eat. You talk about a, 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 a finely tuned meal. He has it for you. He prepares it for me in the presence of my enemies. That word literally means, that phrase in the presence of my enemy means in the eyesight of the enemies. That means within the viewing of the enemy. Devil, watch me as I have my victory. Hallelujah. Before the face of our enemy is where the, the, the word comes from. In the face. It's time to tell the devil, I'm eating in your face. I'm going to shout in your face. I'm going to worship and live for God in your face, devil. I'm going to let you know that no matter what I go through, God has never failed me. He's never left me. I've gone through some hard times. I've had some trials and tests. We know that enemies and battles and difficulties and problems and hardships will arise. They will arise. You can rest assured that they will come. But you can also rest assured that in the very presence of your enemies... As the contemporary English version says, you treat me to a feast as my enemies. Watch. Fear, just have a seat over there somewhere. I'm having a meal of faith. Discouragement, just go over there. I'm having a meal of comfort. Misery, worry, doubt, have a seat. Watch as I eat faith and the word of God, and the blessings of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's interesting that the word table in the Hebrew means something that shoots forth, or reaches forth, or spreads forth, or extends. Think about it. Your feast, God is stretching out. Put a spread. The very first weekend that I was in Medora, Way back when I had hair, I remember going to the Browns' house Sunday afternoon. Lord, have mercy, that woman had some fried chicken to die for. 
I don't know what all Sister Brown fixed, but I remember thinking, boy, this must this is must what they talk about country cooking. I don't know, but I sure did like it. It was a spread from one end to another. It's kind of like last Sunday when we had enough table to feed a small army. And the table is spread. I mean, I don't know how many feet of food we had, but it was just going from one side to the other. Whatever you want. Amen. God is wanting to take your blessing and not give you just a little bit of a, a cottage cheese and some yogurt. But he wants to spread out a table provided for you that everything you need to sustain you where you are and what you're dealing with is there. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. A little cherry cheesecake will do. Come on, somebody. We find that sometimes... A table will mark off an area to tell other sheep, this sheep is under the care of the shepherd. Often, wounds could come from not enemies without, but enemies within. Sometimes, it's also enemies of our own making. I remember reading Philip Keller's book on the shepherd's 23rd Psalm, great book on the he talked about Mrs. Gadabout. He was a shepherd. He talked about Mrs. Gadabout. And Mrs. Gadabout was constantly walking the fence, constantly trying to break out, constantly running away. And he literally took that sheep and broke her legs. Because she needed to learn how to be in faithful harmony with the flock. That was a whole lot deeper than some of y'all caught right there. And sometimes the Lord will take you and put you through things because you needed it. There are sometimes God will put you in places and take you through things because you need it. I need it. But He always puts us on the table for healing. He always anoints our head with oil. He always is providing for us. But he's protecting us from our own self. Or he's protecting us from the wounds of others. Amen. That that you can know that even in your most wounded state, God said, I'll make a table before you. Make a table before you. I don't know what you're going through today, and I know some of us have gone through some deep waters and some hard situations and facing enemies that we never thought we would face. Spirits and thoughts and situations and problems and, and crises, troubles. How are we going to approach it? I don't know about you, but I'd like to get a table. Hey Amen. Would you get me that one of those chairs, please, Brother Bingham? I, 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 want, I want to... I want the Lord to come along and, and say, here, Gil, have a seat for a while. It's not time for you serving. It's time for me to serve you. It's time for me to feed you. It's time for me, the Lord would say, to touch you. I'm telling somebody under the sound of my voice today, amen, it is time for you to find a chair at the table of the Lord and say, I'm just going to pull up. 
doesn't mean you're perfect and you got to get everything right before you can get to the table or you got to have a certain nameplate or you got to be a certain this. No, no, no. You're a sheep of his pasture. Why don't you find a table today and say, I'm going to get under that. I'm going to get what I need. Stand to your feet right now. Amen. Would to God that somebody that's hearing me today would say, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he makes a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Ah, today I need the Lord. I need him right now. Hallelujah. Would you come? Amen. And in the sign of coming saying, I'm pulling myself under the table today. I am going to come to this moment and say, oh God, let me get under the peace. Lord, that is provided for me. Let me get under the contentment, Lord, that is provided for me. Let me get under the strength that is provided for me. Let me get under the rest that is provided for me. Lord, in your mighty name, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. You provide for me in the presence of my enemies. Lord, no matter what is happening in postmodernism, no matter what is happening in media, no matter what is happening in politics, you provide for me in the presence of my enemies. No matter what is going on around me, before me, beside me, oh God, you provide for me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, hallelujah today. Glory be to your name, Jesus. I will overcome today. I will overcome today. Hallelujah. In your presence. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.